This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Real Estate Is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, I'm Chris Avery, the VP of Real Estate at Updater. Uh, what I love about the real estate industry uh, are probably my relationships over the last uh, 15 years, no matter what conference I'm going to or meetings. Um, I've got deep relationships that um, have been fun to create and, and nurture over the last several years. Whether you move across town or across the country, moving sucks. What if I told you you could organize your moving company, forward your mail, change your utilities, and much, much more, all in one seamless app? In today's conversation, you'll hear from the company that's updating your moving experience to the 21st century. From New York City, you're listening to Real Estate Is Your Business, powered by Preview, a smart online real estate brokerage providing expert advice without the high fees. With Thomas Kutzman and Scott Pollock. Chris, thanks for joining us today. And also uh, joining us on the mic today is our producer, Mark Rako, filling in for, for our regular host, Scott Pollock. Hey, Tom. Hey, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. And we're really excited to have you here because Updater is solving a logistical problem for everybody that's moving within the United States and you know probably the world. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what Updater does? Yeah, so Updater is, uh, we are Relotech. So we help the relocation process. We help simplify that process for buyers, sellers, renters, um, all, all by a branded experience through our, our real estate partners. So we work with, with real estate brokers and brands. Um, we work with um, multifamily companies that manage rentals, and we bring a branded experience to the consumer to help simplify their moving process. So, And, yeah. and just to, you know, better explain or better understand for for us is I'm going to move, mm -hmm. right? So I'm decided I'm moving from New York to Seattle, let's mm -hmm. say. What would that experience be for the customer that uses your app? Sure. So when you go to actually move cross country or even within New York City, um, that's a really painful process, right? So it's exciting to go move or I'm going to buy a new house or move into a new new property, um, but it becomes very painful to actually go to move. So we help automate all the moving related tasks that are part of that painful experience. Um, so everything from forwarding your mail to updating your accounts. Think of, uh, well, I fly all the time out of Seattle, so I fly Alaska Airlines. I want Alaska Airlines to know that I've just moved. I have a new address for my mileage program. All your subscriptions, um, you have to set up utilities, pay TV, cable, internet, all these different things you have to do, and we help automate that and bring it all within one platform to save you hours and hours and hours and, and headache. Yeah, because we, we've probably all been on those phone calls with, you know, your cable company saying, I want to cancel my service or not switch fun, my right? <laughs> service. It's it's a nightmare. And, yeah. and I've not only moved within the country, uh, within the U.S., but I've also moved internationally. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've felt probably every one of those pain points. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to decide how you're going to move, right? So are you going to rent a... A Penske truck? Are you going to book a full service moving company? What are you going to? How are you going to move your your physical stuff? Right. So, Chris, how much of this is for the individual person moving as a resource, and how much of this 
is from a corporate standpoint and corporately relocations, trying to make sure that it's as painless for the employee and as efficient for the employees and not using times doing time doing that and instead using the time to make the transition and set up their new job. What would you say percentage wise it is? On the um, everything we do is for the consumer, whether it's it's through a corporate relo company or service provider or just me moving from A to B. Um, everything we do is for the consumer. So um, I, I wouldn't really know how to split it out to say oh. what percent of the business is reload direct versus consumer. And, and just thinking about it, I mean, this the first thing that jumps at me is that this is a lot about partnerships. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, with all of the different vendors that want to have it a seamless process for their customers mm-hmm. or stay in front of those potential customers, yeah. you know, people that are especially moving markets that may not be aware that the cable companies there are different sure. than cable companies in other sure. markets. Um, how do you go about fostering those those partnerships? Yeah, so we... We have teams of industry experts, so we've broken um, and created channels within our company. Um, so we have the property management group, and everyone in the property management team has been in the property management space for a number of years. So they have these relationships with the Avalon Bays and the different property owners, multifamily, or in the brokerage space, uh, mortgage and title. So, um, so we navigate those relationships by bringing in the industry experts and then creating those partnerships and, and bringing our service to deploy through their model direct to the consumer. So it's a branded experience to the consumer on their behalf. Now you've used the word experience a couple of times. How much of this is, I will do this for you and relieve you of doing it. And how much is creating a new experience that you would otherwise not have? For example, maybe there are things they get to do in the process. You know, they get to the new place and there's martinis waiting for them just to be facetious. Yeah. You know, what, what what is it that is the experience part of this? Yeah. So we haven't done martinis yet, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I would totally go for that, yeah, by the way. I, that, that would be I my would, selling point. Dirty, please. Dirty martini. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, no, this is not about, um, so let's say a, a real estate broker provides updater as a service to the consumer in the moving process. It's not about that real estate broker doing it for them. It's about saying, hey, instead of you having to go out and call Comcast or 10 different cable companies to find the best deal or look up and research moving companies or, hey, now you have to change your insurance because you're moving, you need renter's insurance or property insurance, whatever it may be. It's not about that real estate broker doing it for you. It's bringing everything into one place and, and allowing you to do it right there in, the, in one, pla- one platform. Yeah, I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. And how do people pay for it? Is the consumer coming in and do they pay for it? Is it the is it derived? Is it a free service and it's paid out of the partnerships? How do, how does yeah? So it's how does it affect the consumer? So it's a free service to the consumer. That's why we partner with a real estate broker or a property management company um, to bring that service. So that's the company. The real estate broker is the one paying for the service, and then the agent invites the consumer into the platform. So it is an invite only platform. So you and I can't, if we're moving tomorrow, we can't just go to updater and use the service on our own. We have to be invited to the platform. So you're, you're getting the people at the, where you know they're already moving. It's not like they're thinking about moving. Um, but does that prevent, you know, customers or potential consumers that could benefit from the service from missing out on the opportunity? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the consumer definitely needs to be either moving with a moving into a property that uses updater or working with a real estate agent or mortgage company or title company that that uses updater. 
Now, are is, is there an intention to be able to move into the um, for sale by owner uh, market at all? Because, I mean, there's a, there's a considerable market of people d- not working with agents, yeah, and it's right? Quite, I mean, it also, like, there are a lot of rental platforms now. People are doing a lot more on their own, especially more in the rental space sure. than, the, than the, the for sale space. Um, uh, but it seems like this could be a great opportunity for, for those folks as well. Yeah. Um, we actually started out direct to consumer years ago and then changed the model um, and went direct to real estate partners and, and leveraged the partners um, pri- primarily because we can, through our partners and systems that they're using internally to run their business, we can get updater to the consumer at the right time versus finding out about updater. Oh, I just moved in. Well, I actually need updater, you know, several weeks out to plan your move and to start setting up utilities and, and those types of things. So, so it's better to have a more controlled experience than it, exactly. as opposed to coming in and for like, oh, I only need parts three, four, five versus I need one to six. Right. And now I can work through this workflow and, and guided step process. Is there any part of the, of, of the process that is custom tailored to the user? I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's custom tailored because it depends on who their utility is, and yeah. they're, you know. But I'm saying, is there is there anything that matches it so it feels like their experience? It, yeah, absolutely. So if I'm moving from, let's say, I use an, an agent with Remax results in in Minneapolis, and um, now I made an offer on a home, it gets accepted, the de- deal goes pending. Now I'm going to get an invite from my agent that's branded by my agent. So there's recognition there. Okay, I'm working with Mary. She just sent me this invite. It has all my contact information already in it. It's it's pre-established. So now I can just start the process. And and Mary talked to me about Updater and this experience that she's going to provide me as part of the service she provides. Yeah, it definitely leads to a more trust and confidence, you know, from the from the from the onset. Absolutely. How are you looking at making sure that you are giving an experience throughout the moving process? Meaning it's not just as they pack up and leave their first place and when they arrive at the second place, it's all set up. But let's Mm -hmm. say they're moving a great distance. How Mm -hmm. are you continuing, if at all, to touch those people that are moving through the moving experience? So let's say that the moving truck is bringing their stuff from L.A. to New York, Mm -hmm. but they're driving their car across the country How can you make sure that all the hotels along the way or the restaurant experiences are part of partnerships? Or yeah. So it's a good question. We're, we're constantly evolving. One thing that we've recently done um, is we were looking to partner with moving software companies to be able to help um, streamline how you book a moving company and then tracking everything. Um, and so we actually, through the partnership discussion, we realized oh, we'd, we'd actually just like to own this asset. So we bought these two companies and now we've integrated them into our platform. So they are the software that United Van Lines uses to book consumers and their moves. So now the consumer, if they book through our platform, they can actually track that move, who their driver is, what the rating of the company is, where my stuff is, when is it going to arrive, right? So they can track that process. Yeah, um, it gives you a lot more comfort because you don't, you're, picture your stuff in the middle of the country yeah. you don't you don't know where it is and yeah. and nowadays on every app you have like you know where your uber driver is you know where your food is right. like so right. you definitely <laughs> want to know right? you definitely want to know yeah. where your stuff yeah. is. yeah or the condition of your stuff right your property so you, you had it picked up in condition a it got dropped up in condition b well this platform catalogs everything that got 
got moved, right? And the condition of the of the property. So there's no discrepancies when it arrives. Okay, it was like this when it left, or it was not, right? So that's that's just one example to your to your question. Um, yeah. And we're constantly testing new ways to make sure that we can keep consumers engaged in the platform long-term, even post-move, so they can come back and say, oh, I forgot to move my Sports Illustrated magazine. My son is asking, where's his Sports Illustrated, right? I can come back in and update Sports Illustrated that I've moved. Yeah, because I could imagine, like, you know, bank statements, credit cards, even though, like, a lot of people do do some of that stuff sure. online, but you still you still don't want it falling in the wrong hands, especially, right. like, sensitive information. Yeah. That's absolutely. interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting angle, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the big pain points to me in a move is yes there's the utilities yes there's the physical moving of stuff but once i've got my stuff where it's going so i moved in over the weekend i'm starting a new job on monday and i'm living in a sea of boxes i don't even know when i'm going to set everything up mm-hmm. is there any part of your vision of the company or the services now that has to do with yeah the stuff got delivered and it's sitting in the living room in the bedroom mm-hmm. But how do I get that stuff on the shelves? Yeah. How do I make sure that the because you're also offering cleaning of the, or do you offer uh, anything to prepare the new home for the move in? Any of those types of things? Yeah. To me, those are the biggest pains because I got to figure out when I'm going to yeah. do that. Now I've actually physically moved everything's here. Yeah. Now what do I do with all my stuff? Um, that would be an example. So we have um, we have offers, move in offers, storage offers, new home offers. And part of that is, okay, I want to hire uh, bellhops or I, I want to hire this this service company to come in and help me unpack. And maybe that's part of the, the package that you booked in your moving process okay. with a moving company. Or that's maybe cool. it's one of the offers that are found in the platform. Um, so instead of you know getting spammed by coupons and different offers coming to me via email, I just log in and say, okay, what's relevant to me? Oh, I want a pizza coupon because I'm having all my friends come over and I'm going to buy pizza. So... I'm gonna get this pizza coupon within the within yeah. the platform. But so you so the, so from the sake of the move, you can really you can customize. You can select what you want because obviously p- different people's budgets are, are far different. So it's re- it seems like it's really um, you know, not scalable is probably not the right word, but it's definitely uh, it's it accessible accessible yeah. for, for yeah. all price points, which which seems uh, very uh, inviting. Yeah, our our priority is mover first. Mover being. You and I, we're, move, we're the ones actually moving in or out, right? So everything we do is we want to give you a complete view of the market. So if you're looking for pay TV and internet, we're not going to just shove Comcast at you. We're going to say, here's all your options based on your address and location. What's the right package? What speed, you know? Slow, medium, fast, that type of thing. Does, does that create a competition among those among those partners? It's like... Like you know, my sister relocated you know to uh, to the Carolinas. She was not familiar with uh, you know the cable options down there. There were two or three in her neighborhood. Now, would those two or three be able to compete then on your platform mm-hmm. to say, well, I know this is a very high intent, rich audience. I'd rather be more competitive here versus you know other marketing channels. Absolutely, yeah, and and it it's the same for moving partners like the actual moving companies insurance, cable phone, internet. Uh, we give them a view of the market. We give them ratings and scores based on how consumers have, have uh, or their experience with them in the past, um, and then let them win the business, right? So I'm sorry, a point of clarity. So I know you're saying you're not forcing Comcast down someone's throat, for example, mm-hmm. but are you able to partner with a company like that and offer a discounted rate a, 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 as, a, as a benefit of 
of working with you and saying, by the way, working with us, when you get there, you're going to get 20% off of your first six months of bill because sure. we've negotiated a deal with this partner sure. um, or whatever it is. The, the answer is yeah. So as we've scaled over the last couple of years, uh, we closed last year at almost 20% of all U.S. household moves were processed through the updater platform. Which that's, that's is impressive. Is quite wow, nice that scale, really right? is surprisingly and, and impressive. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so as thank you, it's been fun. So as we've scaled, um, pricing becomes um, more favorable for the consumer, right? And we're able to get discounts for the consumer and package, and bundle, and also um, potentially help the consumer. And uh, I'll use Directv as an example. So if I have Directv here and I'm moving to point B. Um, because of the updater integrations, I could potentially just transfer my service. I don't have to stop and start a new account and or sign up with a new new company potentially. But but the other thing I'm noticing from all this is that having it all in one place, having a history like so, if you've used it once and you know people, the movers information's there. You're building a lot of data and analytics on behavior to probably mm-hmm. build the future bundles, future packages. Yeah, that seems very powerful when you're reaching out to those partners to have all of that data there Absolutely. for them. So we do a lot of A-B testing and, and understanding consumer behavior and um, our guided workflow. Occasionally we'll, we'll change the workflow and the step process based on how are the consumers actually utilizing the platform and are they coming back three months later to use this step um, and then positioning that correctly and, and understanding what's valuable to the consumer so, or the mover. So, if we see something not being utilized, um, we'll strip it out or we'll change the approach on it um, to make sure that it's it's the best experience for the consumer. Uh, so, Chris, let me just pivot slightly. In terms of user acquisition, how are you actually getting brokers to be on board with this? Um, what's the way you're, you're networking with them or soliciting them and, sure. and, and getting their interest? Number one. And number two, having them see that this is actually a, a cost for them that is worth it. Sure. Um, so on the cost side and the, and the value prop to the, uh, we'll keep talking about a real estate broker as the example. Um, brokers and agents are always looking for ways to differentiate themselves and bring another layer of value added service to the consumer. Um, so they, when brokers and agents see updater and the experience that their consumers can have, it's a no brainer. Like and our cost structure to the broker, um, is very affordable, so I'm not talking about thousands and thousands of dollars per month for them. It's a subscription service, but it is definitely reasonable. So we've priced at a at a, at a point where it's um, you know they can stomach it. Um, in terms of how are we going and and acquiring brokers and bringing more more real estate partners on board? Um, sometimes it's a, a brand relationship, so we'll go partner with. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and become a part of their approved supplier program and attend their events and go speak at different conferences with them uh, and then start bringing on brokers that way um, or leading real estate companies of the world. So we've seen um, kind of the snowball effect where once we have a, a handful of their key brokers within that, sure. that brand. Um, well, you want to do folks, everything those guys are doing to be a successful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the the experience for the broker is so positive and, and for the agent sure. that they all talk within their associations sure. and networks. Um, so our phone has started to ring quite a bit more than us having to proactively go reach out. How are you thinking in terms of 
aiming to the consumer to make them think about this as an expectation they should have of their broker mm-hmm. as a sort of seal of approval yeah. that this is this is just an automatic thing you should begin to expect your broker is yeah. doing and setting that expectation. So how are you communicating, if at all, yeah. to the consumer? It sounds like you were in our, our week of offsite meetings this week. <laughs> I have a little bug on the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we really do see our vision of every consumer will will require to to or will force their agent or their broker, their rental property um, company to use an offer updater. We see a world where, and I'm not talking about 10 years from now, in a very short amount of time, consumers will will demand updater as an experience that they move with. When we come back, we'll get a little bit deeper into how you're able to connect everyone via these relationships uh, and get a better sense of where you see the industry going um, over the next 10 years, actually. Okay. Uh, but first, uh, you know, as a custom on the show, we, uh, we have snack time. Oh, boy. Snack time. And you've been kind enough to, to bring a, a snack to share. Uh, what, uh, what did you bring to share today? I'd like so, to point out there's this mysterious brown rectangular box sitting on this table over here. That we have no idea what's in it. Uh-huh. And it's just been sitting there staring at us the whole time. So this is like the big like Raiders of the Lost Ark reveal. This has been, the, yeah, this has been one of the more surprise <laughs> reveals of so all our guests. We're super excited when, uh, when we found out we, need, we were going to bring a snack to share uh, we had to bring an updater favorite. It's a tradition. Uh, we provide these donuts at every birthday, updater anniversary. Oh my there god! Look, donuts. look how colorful that box oh, is. Wow. All kinds Holy of options smoke. in here. Yep. I just nice. gained ten pounds looking exactly. at exactly. It's a pretty heavy box. <laughs> Get in my belly. <laughs> Get in my belly. Uh, we're gonna. Just cut right to the chase and uh, go try these. Uh, so uh, we'll. Uh, be we right may or may not be back. <laughs> Perfect. Are you looking to buy a home in New York City? Get more with Preview's industry leading smart buyer rebate. Seamlessly search listings on Preview's end to end buyer platform, purchase your home with the expert advice of a local agent. Plus, receive up to 2% cash back thanks to Preview's Smart Buyer Commission Rebate. Smart buyers get more with Preview. Go to previewapp.com backslash buyer. That's previewapp.com backslash buyer. Hey everybody, it's Tom. We enjoy bringing the show to you week after week, but we need your help. One of the best ways for listeners to discover the show are from your reviews. So let's make that happen. Go to iTunes, search Real Estate Is Your Business, and leave us a review. And while you're at it, why not a five-star rating? Chris, just uh, you know, come back here. Uh, you know, thanks again for the donuts. These were uh, these were delicious. Absolutely, they, they weren't just delicious. They were colorful. They were filling. They were glorious, <laughs> and I'm going to need a diet. Yeah, so, but uh, no, but but I wanted to you know roll back time a little bit and get a give everybody the opportunity to hear how this idea came to be. Sure. So um, David uh, Greenberg, our founder, um, he had moved a bunch of times. He was a corporate attorney here in New York, uh, and he. Th- he found moving and just moving down the street to be a very, very painful process. 
Um, so David took a huge risk, quit his job and started Updater and launched it. And that's where we were talking earlier a little bit about we first went B2C right to the consumer um, and then found over time, hey, we need to get we need to get Updater in front of the consumer earlier in the process, right? Earlier in the moving process, not just right when they move in. Right. So, so that's kind of that's kind of the backstory of of where we started. It was it was founded from a very painful process, and there's got to be a solution. He started scouring the internet, found no solutions, and said, "This is a business model." Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's, it's definitely hard to get people comfortable using an app to move when mm -hmm. it's just not the social norm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of you know, akin to when you think about OpenTable, like booking a reservation online was so novel at the time, but you needed the restaurants and partners there to exactly. actually have the inventory or the services there to help people book their book their tables. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was thinking now as we move into like a world of like technology oriented brokerages and, and just real estate in general, having more technology, um, how the process works for the real estate agent. So real estate agent, they have, you know, their clients, customers that they want to have update or have access uh, to those customers. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that integration work? How do, how do you think about it from a technology side? Yeah. So from a technology side, we definitely want the real estate agents to be able to speak to their buyer or their seller as, hey, here's another value-added service I'm providing you and part of what you get by working with me. Um, but we also don't want to add yet another thing or system or tool that the agent needs to log into or step in their process. Um, my 15 years in the real estate space and working with different tech companies, um, agent adoption, agent engagement, agent usage uh, is a huge pain point and why a lot of real estate tech companies struggle um, is because they have this great idea, this great concept. This is a huge value for the agent or the, the consumer, or the brokerage. Um, but then to actually get an agent to use something uh, and add yet another step is painful. Um, so the the approach we we have taken is we will only work with real estate brokerages that are also working with um, one of the tech partners that we integrate with. Um, so you think of some of the different technology companies out there like uh, transaction management systems, so a Skyslope or Backagent, something like that. Um, we integrate with those companies so that um, if this Remax Results company says, hey, we want to use Updater, great, you have a Skyslope integration. So we'll be able to take that data and create Updater invites on behalf of the agent. Now, I'm, I'm curious on one thing, because we've, we had a, a former guest, um, the CEO of Contactually on you know, CRM, um, and he brought up the point of, or the idea that a lot of these brokerages are collections of independent contractors. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you think about agent engagement or broker engagement, do you think of it at the brokerage level, so the company, or do you think of it on an individual like agent acquisition level? Yeah. So um, that's great. So Zvi's a great guy. Um, enjoy working around him and with him. Uh, and And yes, these are independent contractors. So while we are a brokerage solution, and then so it's B2B to C, um, brokers don't have to force this on their agents. So if you have an agent in your company that isn't interested or doesn't want an update or invite going out to a consumer for whatever reason, um, they can simply decline the invite. So we do automate, right? So we talk about that integration with um, Skyslope. I'll keep using that example. When a deal goes pending, offer gets accepted. That's the trigger for us to create an invite. 
the agent and it's just running, truly running behind the scenes. So the agent never has to touch it so once, unless they want to stop an invite. Right. They can just decline it or they can just turn their, their profile off on the broker account. So once like, so agent broker signs up, they're integrated. That's it. Like they don't, there's no additional work beyond there. It's so it's seamless for the agent, seamless for the consumer. It, it truly is. And it's um, out of all the real estate tech products and services I've worked with or been around, um, this is by far the easiest deployment process and training and engagement process that I've seen because our training, when we train a brokerage or an agent uh, or a group of agents within the office, we're not training them of, here's how you log in. Here's how you create an invite. We're simply training them on, here's the talking points. Here's how you speak to updater. Here's the value add. And here are some additional resources that you can plug into your listing presentation tool, right? So we, we give them those additional resources, more just equipping them. Now go back to business as usual and let this run behind the scenes. Right. And my guess is those integrations don't just stop on the real estate at that customer level. It's also in, with all of the service providers that you're dealing with. How do you go about setting up those integrations? Because, you know, looking at all of this, that seems like the real defensibility of the model is you have a seven, eight year head start on anybody ever trying to do all of these integrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, that, and that's what we're excited about is we have taken the last several years and spent a a quite a bit of money and in, in investment on and creating these integrations with these, whether it's a Comcast or DirecTV or the moving companies or simply having all these different services and accounts being found and integrated in the platform, that takes a lot of time. Um, well, it probably saves them a ton of time too because like, I mean, how many times have we been sitting in these, you know, com- uh, call center queues waiting to, you know, connect with, you know, Spectrum or right. DirecTV and like you're waiting to speak to a customer service rep probably saves them a bunch of money on the back end from all those costs. Uh, yeah, exactly. On all their all their service providers, right? Yep. So we touched uh, briefly on this. I think this is adjacent to this conversation. We touched briefly on this earlier, but how are you looking at – so there's the actual move. So we got them out of the old place, got them to the new place, in the new place, mm-hmm. and set up. But – Obviously, part of the ability of that person to do business with, with in the future and refer business to that broker is their continued excitement and happiness with that purchase. Mm-hmm. So how are you able to reinforce that once the move has been completed and still maintain attachment to that person? Um, for example, are there things that can be uh, show up at that house mm-hmm. like a week, you know, the next day, yeah. um, uh, have some groceries delivered, uh, have, you know, some fresh flowers delivered or whatever it is. Someone stop by, you know, that just makes you feel like you're at home and there's that Absolutely. continual touching. How can you guys help the broker with that? Cause I know that mm-hmm. is something that brokers do, especially in more right, like closing gifts and things like that. And, and yeah. they show up later, they bring by some groceries, they bring an apple pie by whatever it is to yeah. make you feel you are truly at home. Yeah. So um, so that's an area that we have been testing and we will continue to test. Uh, we really wanted to hone in on making sure that the moving experience is is right first before we say, now let's focus on post-transaction, post-move. But we have tested um, and it's something that we'll continue to do. So maybe we're like looking at, okay, we want to have a package of 
boxes and packing tape and the and the right stuff show up branded by the real estate broker or the real estate agent right uh, maybe and I'm going to make something up uh, but maybe in the future we, the consumer moves in and we want to have have the ability to send them like a closing gift branded by the agent of the brokerage maybe it's filters for their their new home or something like that that then could be a, a repurchase in the future and they could just do it right there and update her right. um, so we're definitely thinking about that space of Long term, how do we keep consumers engaged? How do we continue to bring value? Um, and that's why the the platform does stay open, so they can come back and say, "Oh, I've been, you know, I did the forward my mail step, but I forgot to make sure that these you publications or accounts were transferred over and now show up because right. forward your mail only lasts so yeah. long, right?" And we we talked to a lot of startups, and you're obviously a more mature startup or mature company mm -hmm. compared to uh, other companies we've spoken to um you've gone a non-traditional path especially over when you look at you know the last you know five to ten years is a much different cycle than the late 90s into the run-up into the 2000 mm -hmm. you know tech boom where back then everybody went public right away as soon as they could now everybody seems to be vc round after vc round yeah. whether it's uber airbnb compass whoever um Updater went a much less traveled path of late. Mm -hmm. um, if you could, you know, share with us about uh, how you went into that IPO. Yeah, so we did a, a couple of rounds of of funding here, um, and ultimately decided, hey, we don't want to be restricted, and we and we need a more creative funding mechanism. And so, one of our early investors uh, is Australian and and does business over in, in Australia. So just through a lot of discussions and, and discovery, um, we found that to be a unique option is to go IPO on the ASX. Uh, we were actually, I believe, um, the smallest tech company in headcount. I think we IPO'd around 25 or 26 heads. Um, smallest tech company to IPO on the ASX. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. That's cool. And and the story, now that it's it's been a... I think we're coming up on almost two years or so um, since the IPO, uh, one of the most successful tech companies to IPO on the ASX. I mean, I, I just find that interesting because, you know, one from, you know, these large you know, private organizations, venture capital, it seems like it ends up blocking out the you know average investor from having access to such a great concept, great idea like, mm -hmm. like Updater. Um, but also just brings an extra level of, you know, transparency because you're a public company, you're subject to, you know, the markets right. to make a decision of whether you're doing a good job or not. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, that brings the you know long term versus short term. Are you managing for quarterly statements versus the long term sure. vision? Um, like tech companies try to use that argument to stay private as long as possible. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I find that super interesting and refreshing in, in today's world of just like massive you know hundred two hundred you know multi billion dollar rounds. Right. Yeah. All right, Chris. So, so we've talked about the genesis of the company. We've mm -hmm. talked about the IPO. Now looking ahead, we touched briefly earlier about what you're doing in terms of, of user acquisition, if you will, with brokers. But how are you looking – the only way you're going to you – you can just keep pounding the pavement and just try to hit more and more brokers and more and more conferences and more and more really, – but how are you looking at actually building a community with the the broker community at large sure. and having them think of you as a, as a true – um, mechanism to their success beyond the fact that you have this service they can buy. Sure. So I think I'll start out by touching on 
kind of the split of our business right now and in our property management multifamily being about 75% of our moves versus our brokerage space being roughly 25%. Sure. And on that note, part of the reason for the question is looking at how do you get from 20% saturation to more. And it sure. may, maybe it's not just about grinding it or spending more money on marketing and so forth. Yeah. And, and where yeah. else is that in that equation? Yeah. So our... Um, our sales process and our acquisition process has has been quite organic in the broker space. Um, so we haven't we haven't gone and spent a ton of marketing dollars on brokerage acquisition. Um, it's been it's been pretty organic and relational, right? Um, so in in terms of how are we building that community, um, many of these, especially the medium to large size multi office brokerage companies, um, are. Are, uh, have affiliations to different groups, thought leadership groups, uh, like the Blue Ocean Group or Realty Alliance and leading RE companies. Um, so as we've scaled our brokerage customer base, um, they, all, they all talk with each other, right? Um, and they start to look at ways to bring real value adds, not just new shiny objects, not just new different technology pieces. They're looking at real value adds. Um, so that those are the calls we're getting and in introductions, quite frankly, um, from some very highly regarded, reputable brokerage companies saying, hey, I'm going to personally introduce you over here because they need to be talking about updater. They need to bring updater into part of their consumer experience. And as far as, you know, to the extent you can, you know, what are some of those larger, you know, publicly noted partnerships um, so in the broker community? Who are some of the bigger names that you're partnering sure. with? Um, and I'm just processing some of the names that I know have given us permission uh, to use uh, Century 21 New Millennium did a press release that was picked up recently. The One of the largest and, and, and um, highly ranked C21 companies uh, on the East Coast here. A large company with roughly a thousand agents and they um, they do probably 10,000 or more moves per year. Um, PMZ Real Estate, Abby Halliday out of Texas, uh, Gardner Realtors out of Louisiana, um, Coldo Banker NRT under the Realogy brand. Um, we did a, a huge release with them um, a couple of years ago, and we continue to to release and expand that partnership. Um, that's that's one of our biggest partners and most notable. Right. And you, so you, you yourself are based out of you know Seattle and, you know, obviously you have a, a bunch of big real estate, uh, you know, companies, uh, based out of there like Redfin. Uh, yeah. so I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you can knock on their door as well yep. if you haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, great. Um, when we come back, we'll get into a little bit more of personal questions with you to learn about you, Chris, beyond updater. Very exciting. Find out what happens out there in Seattle. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mouth Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found.
Keep up with the show on Instagram and Facebook at Real Estate Biz Show and with hashtag MouthMedia. Plus, check out all of the MouthMedia Network shows at MouthMediaNetwork.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Chris, we wanted to get to know you better. Um, you have joined us today. You know, you're based out of Seattle. You're joining yeah. us uh, today here in New York. Um, and and I know you like donuts, and <laughs> I know that you like dirty martinis. Yes. I'm really not sure what else there is to talk about, but let's go. We have it all. <laughs> That's all there is, right? Yeah. Now, have you ever lived anywhere other than Seattle, or is Seattle your, your home base forever? Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Seattle. Uh, and then my wife and I lived in Atlanta for, uh, about five years. Um, and we really missed Seattle, so we couldn't get out quick enough. And we've been back in Seattle for, um, well, roughly 15 years. And how was, how was that move back from, you know, that's a, that's a big distance to, to relocate. Yeah. How'd that move go? Yeah, that, uh, that was a big, <laughs> it was quite a big process. We, uh, we used, uh, a relocate or, a. a a moving company um, and put our family van on a truck and had them ship everything out. We had a young, young kids at the time. So we put everything on a truck, said, you deal with it. We're going to fly and, and transfer. So, and, and how do you feel about Seattle? Cause I mean, I've had friends that have lived there before, but now when you read in the press, it's much different than it was 10, 20 years ago. The, you know, the rise of Amazon, yeah. Zillow, Redfin, et cetera. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's up there. It's like yeah. a, another engineering hub now. Um, how, how have you seen that city evolve? Sure. So um, the, the entire market, the, the whole area is, has changed quite a bit. Um, it's very tech forward. Um, whole areas of downtown Seattle have become, oh, this is the Google space, right? Or this is the, the Amazon space or the Microsoft space. So it's, it's evolved quite a bit. Um, the housing market is, has one of the highest increases in the nation over the last year, a couple of years. Um, so you see people either, if they, if they do sell, um, they're typically moving out in a way um, because they can't afford to rebuy right there. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of homes being sold, sight unseen, people moving in, and you know moving in to work for these large, large tech companies. You know, I uh, thinking about moving this whole time. Other than thinking, oh God, I hate moving. It got it got me thinking about my earliest moving memory. And one of the first memories I have is driving down the street to see the first, or I guess it'd be the second house I lived in as a child, and driving down the street and sitting in the back seat and looking up through the rear window and seeing all these trees go by. My brother and I share that memory, an early memory of the first like new cool place we were going. Mm -hmm. So in that spirit, thinking back to your earliest memory in your life of having moved somewhere, mm -hmm. What do you recall being the the strongest parts of that memory that still stick with you today, good or bad? Yeah, I think the earliest moving memory I have um, was probably five years old. We I was born in Phoenix, um, and we were packing up and moving to Merced, California, uh, which ended up being a quick stop. Uh, my dad was a pastor, and he was starting a church in Merced, California, and so I remember helping pack the truck. And I was just a tiny kid, but I remember being put on top of the boxes in the moving, you know, U-Haul <laughs> truck, whatever it was. 
and they were handing me stuff so I could jam it and fit everything in the very, we, we had to fill every single space. But I, I remember being in that, in that truck and loading it up. It was sure. It was cool the, in that truck. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And Phoenix, Chilly. it was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Move, moving's cool until a, a friend or family member asks you to help. Yeah. With that <laughs> so that's why I was actually hoping that you guys, uh, you know, the, the company updater could help individual consumers that were like, your friend asked you like, Hey, can you help me move? Like, no, here, check yeah. out this app. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's a, here's some labor. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, um, can you just get a bunch of five-year-olds to come help you? I don't I mean. There's probably a law against that or something. You know, when I was a kid, I actually, what I actually, my first real job, I was something called a rent-a-kid. It was a real temp agency for kids. It was like a legit thing. In the, I'm going to guess it was the late 70s probably. And you had like t-shirts, like rent-a-kid t-shirts. Yeah. And people would, you know, you want to get your lawn raked or something painted or stack some wood. You hire wow. a rent-a-kid to come for whatever wow. dollars. Yeah, now, and I think there's an app for that now with Task. Yeah, I think, I think there's a jail for that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that legal? No. <laughs> um, and I guess a follow-up question, Chris, would be... Um, looking at the other side of this equation, so this is an app mm-hmm. or, or part, but you activate it through an app. Um, what is the first, so we're going with early memories here again. What do you remember being the very first gadget that you remember impacting you in your life that you kind of said, oh, wow, that's cool? That's a good question. First they have gadget. out there in Phoenix? And, What's that? What they have out there in Phoenix? Oh. I, I'm trying to remember, well, when you say Phoenix, I just remember as a little kid swimming because it was so hot or burning myself going down a slide. It was so hot. But the first gadget, um, I'm having a flashback. Actually, I wasn't young. We were, my wife and I were newly married, and we had our first computer. And you remember the dial-ups, and it would take forever to connect. And um, that's probably when you say gadget trying to log on as a kid. Why don't you go fix dinner, sweetie? Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know when we've connected. Yeah. Yeah, We're playing, actually, maybe one of the first gadgets playing the Oregon Trail uh, on the school computers. <laughs> <laughs> How did you I, I die? Remember, remember oh, my yeah. gosh, that's funny. Um, Chris, this has been you know a great conversation and learning uh, you know how future moves are going to be much better for me. Um and, but we like to give every guest the opportunity to share a final thought. Um, what would you like to uh, leave the audience with? Yeah, uh, I think I'll probably stay on topic. I I am really, really excited. And one of the reasons I, I came to work with Updater and, and being in the space is um, what we're doing for consumers um, hasn't been done yet. And it's it's exciting and it's fun to see. Um, such a cluttered and fragmented space come together and create um, simplification for consumers. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited about the real estate space, excited about new, new tech that's out there, new opportunities, yet still seeing realtors and brokers win through relationships um, and staying on top with new technology. And uh, who are you looking to connect with and how can those folks connect with you? Sure. Um, so my direct audience uh, would be connecting with real estate brokers, real estate brands, um, multifamily companies, property management companies, um, and they can connect with us, uh, real estate at updater.com. 
Great. Yeah. Uh, well, we, yeah. If you're looking to help your uh, clients move, uh, you know, reach out to Chris and uh, and the team at Updater. Thank you as always for listening today and for my guest co-host today, Mark. Hey, uh, thanks a lot, Tom, and uh, great to meet you, Chris. I wish you a lot of luck. Uh, it sounds like you you're going to go way past that twenty percent pretty quickly. So. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. It's been a it's been a blast being here. Thanks, guys. Let's have some dirty martinis. Soon. Yes. <laughs> this is Tom, and real estate is your business. You've been listening to Real Estate Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for this show, or to become a sponsor, email us at realestatebizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Real Estate Biz Show. That's Real Estate B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, realestateisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network and brought to you by Preview. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.